eagle flies high, way up in the sky. It sees above the human eye. A different perspective, a broader directive. In doing so, it becomes more effective. Welcome to The Legal Eagle, a podcast where I examine aspects of the law that I'm passionate about. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Thomas, and my aim is to have conversations that will empower both professionals and the everyday person on the street. Hello, everyone. I hope you are staying positive and safe during this period. If you happen to be listening to this podcast after the year 2020, we are now in the season of COVID-19, and this has literally affected people from around the entire world. Billions of people around the world have been restricted in their travel. We're having to work from home. Words like social distancing and self-isolating have become our common catchphrases. Now, all of this has been fairly disruptive, to say the least. Now, disruption, as I will explore in today's episode, can actually have a silver lining. From Google to Twitter to Amazon to Spotify, from the UK to the US, Japan to Singapore, all these global companies have in the last month rolled out mandatory work from home policies amidst the spread of COVID-19 in order to flatten the curve. Even in cases where it is permissive, many people are actually choosing to stay safe at home and work from the comfort of their houses. A work day is now lipstick and pants optional. I thought I would title this episode WFH, working hard or hardly working, because I wanted to explore the two sides of this whole working from home situation and what it means for us as legal professionals. In mid-March, I went to Australia and the situation was evolving on a daily basis. When I was there, Melbourne was in semi-lockdown mode and the borders were being closed. Singapore Airlines had stopped something like 96% of all flights around the world. Now, I was working from home because the day after I arrived, the government declared that everyone coming from overseas had to self-isolate for a period of two weeks. The word itself got me thinking. Working from home can be exciting. Um, But we have to maintain strong community in order not to um, isolate ourselves socially from other people. We might be physically isolating or physically distancing, but we need to keep connected. We have to tap into mechanisms that allow this. Now, working remotely or from home was fine for me. I was able to redirect my firm's phone calls to an internet phone and could receive and make calls to Singapore as normal. I could do my client meetings via Zoom or WhatsApp video. Uh, Zoom has been one of the heroes in this whole situation. My client files could be accessed remotely because I used a document management system called Tesseract, which I could not highly recommend more. Uh, Tesseract is managed in the cloud. It's a Singapore-based technology. um, And 70% of my technology in the first year is government-subsidized. Um, And I got news yesterday that the government is actually funding up to 80% of this technology um, until December this year, I think. Um, You'll have to go check it out for yourself. Just Google Tesseract and and government funding. That's amazing. Countries are doing what they can to support their people. Um, And when I came back to Singapore, I had to serve my stay-at-home notice or The acronym is now, I mean, it feels like there's so many acronyms. There's WFH, there's 
SHN, so SHN is stay home notice, um, and so many other acronyms. Let's not go into um, a little repartee on acronyms. So what has been good about this whole thing? I actually asked some of my friends to answer this question alongside with the negatives, like what's good and what's bad. One of one friend of mine said, I think most of us have enjoyed having a little bit of an extra sleep in because we're having time, um, well, we're saving time on the commute to work every day. That's great. Having power naps during lunch because of the sheer availability of a bed during your lunch hour is fabulous. Another one said, having the capacity to quietly have a proper breakfast and sit calmly to do one's work is a definite plus. I mean, guys, add it to the fact that you can wear your PJs if you don't have a meeting. And sure, you know, you can do what most of us are doing. Wear your PJs and throw on a blazer, some lip gloss and some, a touch of powder if you have a video call. Totally the story of my hashtag WFH life. Another mum wrote saying, I am a regional um, director and never have time to dine with my kid because dinner for him is at six o'clock. Now I can do just that. I think that's wonderful and all one needs to do is shut down the computer and have a family meal. In the firm that I worked for many years ago, well a couple of years ago, um, I overheard one of the lawyers say that the only time she had dinner with her family was when she was on medical leave. Guys, what state have we come to when when we say that the only times we get to fellowship with our family is when we are on sick leave or during a pandemic like this? What have we come to? Now, before I go any further, I am completely cognizant of the thousands, if not millions of frontline workers who do not enjoy the perks and benefits of this whole WFH that I'm speaking about today. And for that, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you are listening and you're one such person, while the rest of us stay safe in our little cocoons at home, many people are battling this horrible pandemic on the front lines. And I just want to say a big thank you. I'm mainly coming from a law firm or corporate perspective, and I don't want to sound facetious or hashtag first world problems in any way, uh, because I don't want to detract from the reality that this pandemic has brought to many people and the sombering effects of it. Um, but what I am trying to explore is the benefits of, of the impact it's had on work culture generally. So for one, everyone's been spending, well, not everyone, some, a lot of us have been spending quality time with family. One of my friends posted on Instagram, uh, she said this, my thoughts and prayers are going out to all the husbands who ever told their wives they could attend to that household chore when they had some time. <laughs> There's an interesting thought. Hey everyone, I hope you're enjoying this episode. I thought I'll just break things up with a bit of music, um, otherwise it's a little bit too monotonous with my monologue about working from home. Um, maybe take some time to have a stretch and get get a cup of tea and I'll be back with you soon. Now, I personally really enjoy working from home and taking breaks. I mean, I have baked and cooked and done more home exercise videos than I've done in a very long time. I've also had more time to do things that I wouldn't normally do, like declutter my home. Um, some tasks might not even have been done for the next year or ever. And, you know, this got me thinking. In some countries, working from home is completely acceptable. And law firms have many systems in place to allow people to work remotely at least once a week, depending on their specific arrangement. 
My experience with law firms is that generally they have been slow and reluctant adopters of any kind of change, whether it's technology or work culture. The legal industry is having a revamp, yes, but it's about time. No matter what country you practice law in, whether it's Asia or the West, it is just a conundrum of a traditional law firm. I must state at this juncture that I've been reading a couple of articles online, and sometimes I feel that the bigger global news conglomerates tend to overstate the dichotomy between the East and the West when it comes from working from home. But that being said, whatever the truth of the matter is, I am really optimistic because I felt that this whole working from home or flexible work hours has not really been a reality for so many lawyers around the world. It now has quickly become one due to necessity. So with that, I am encouraged that the silver lining in this horrible global pandemic has been to introduce to many law firms and agencies that this whole working from home can in fact be done. This has been such a breath of fresh air for young mothers, for example. I know that in Australia, it's very, well, I remember that it was very common for my female colleagues to say, take a year off um, during maternity leave because they're entitled to take 52 weeks unpaid leave. Here in Singapore, many lawyers only take four months or some, some two because of the traditional models of work in their respective law firms. I read an interesting article on BBC the other day, and it documented how many tens of millions of workers in China are actually trying out this WFH thing for the first time. With, of course, the exception of creative agencies and tech startups who already had this going. Just think about it. It's no easy feat to manage an entire firm, especially a big I think what is particularly unprecedented about this um, pandemic is that entire companies are having to navigate through this, not just a minority of flex time workers. For international agencies, you're talking about managing tens of thousands of people remotely, and this can be interesting and stressful time for many organizations. Well, of course, how we react in the aftermath of this whole COVID-19 is also important. Albert Einstein once said, any fool can know, but the point is to understand. Now, I'm not calling employers fools. Far from it, actually. What I am saying is that there is a difference between knowing that um, working from home can work and understanding why it's important to these individuals who want to adopt it later on. Now, it's very easy for anyone not in management to go down the pathway of calling for an emancipation movement or a revolution where we insist on working from home for everyone. The reality is, of course, that many businesses need physical people in the office to boost productivity. This, of course, is going to be specific to any one company, whether you're in a law firm or not. But I think the issue that I want to touch on in this episode is that working from home has awakened us to a fundamentally new reality. I, for one, am not really advocating that entire law firms become remote and everyone works from home every day, all day. But what I am suggesting is that this hopefully opens up more conversations about flexibility. I, for example, am not going to advocate anyone working from home if this just means that people are still going to be working crazy hours just from a different location. I mean, what is the point of that? But what I am suggesting is that this whole pandemic has taught us um, to perhaps reconsider the things we have done previously and 
and think of new ways to do them. So here are some ideas on how I think we can improve on the teething issues that make this working from home for law firms more workable in the future. Why not have daily check-in Zoom meetings to check in on staff? Now, not everyone can be self-motivated when working from home, so this can be a good way of staying accountable. But I should say this should not be overdone because this can cut into time of actual work and make it even more stressful for some staff. We should definitely be using technology to our advantage, whether it's a document management system, Zoom. Uh, In China, some workers actually check in for their workday by sending a check-in photo through an app called Ding Talk, and they have to fill in a daily report for the work done. Now, I like the idea of a check-in photo for more junior staff members, but really more senior staff members could perceive this as micromanagement and just a bit over the top. Whatever the pros and cons of this whole work from home thing is, I just want to put it out there that I'm very hopeful that working from home can trigger um, the conversations about revamping flexible work arrangements. I am, of course, cognizant of the fact that this needs to be balanced with the specific needs of the individual firm and, and the type of work that they do. A side point and maybe even more powerful point that I'd like to make is that this whole pandemic has taught us to be grateful for what is truly important. You and I both have seen the statistics on how many people have lost their lives to this pandemic. My personal view is that we have become a self-centered, egotistical lot, and it is important in these times to understand that there is more to life than just hustling and making money. If you trade real life for the fast life and slaying it at work, what is the point of your life? There has to be something more. So if anything, this whole situation has been a wake-up call for the world to value what is in fact most precious. A happy life filled with the warmth of those you love around you. So guys, that's it for today's episode. Stay safe and positive. Um, I'll catch you guys soon. This will end and we're all in this together. Take care. Bye.